You're listening to the City of Palms podcast. Everyone's got a story to tell, and this is a weekly show where my brother Danny and I sit down with people from across Southwest Florida to really get those stories heard, because this is a really awesome place to live, and it's an awesome place to be an entertainer and to be entertained. And this week, we sat down with Ivan Magana, a.k.a. Ivan the Hippie. He is a local musician, rapper, engineer, and a very interesting guy. He has a unique perspective on things, and his energy is super contagious, so it was really nice to have him in here and to chat with him. And so this is this week's episode of the City of Palms podcast with Ivan the Hippie. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. This is episode 10, and we have Ivan Magana. That's how you say it, right? Sure. Ivan the Hippie is here with us for episode 10. Uh, he he has a similar story to how I came across him as last week's guest, Casey Parks, because I first met him at Kava Thursdays, Kava Culture in Bonita Springs. And um, it was sort of like what I was saying with Casey, how um, right when I moved back, I started going to these events, and the vibe that Casey has brought about really made me love those events and want to keep going back. But it was actually Ivan was the first person I saw that like kind of like introduced me to the local music scene because of like your state you were the first person I saw live from this like town that had like because I didn't go out to events and shit like that that much but like I saw your like stage presence and like listened to your lyrics and shit I was like yo this is dope and like that really made me want to keep going back to these events and shit and no it was the song deja vu dude you performed that and I was like fuck yeah I think I told you that that's my favorite one by you but yeah this is Ivan the hippie here with us today and how you doing, bro? Dude, I'm fan- I'm fantastic. I cannot complain. <laughs> Life's great. How are you? We're good, dude. Yeah. You you want to jump in on any questions first? Um, well, yeah, no complaints on my end either, That's dude. Sweet, bro. Um, what you what you do today? Uh, I filmed the music video, and I it was cool. Like I stood in front of a green screen in like my dad's apartment that's like gutted right now because he's like renovating it and shit, and uh. We got a decent amount of shit done. I made like this giant ass life size sunflower thing. I got like a whole bunch of like crafts and shit, literally like running through Michael's like some old grandma or some shit, bro. Like, <laughs> getting like felt wiring, like fake flowers and shit, wire cutters and like all this shit. They're like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm making a giant ass sunflower. <laughs> and these people were like, yo, that's dope. I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks, man. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I spent the last, the last t- 24 hours, I probably spent eight hours building a giant sunflower. And then I spent today, like, performing in front of it and everything and, like, you know, using it as a prop, which I'm also using as a stage prop, too, because it doubles as that. Uh, it, it turned out sick. Out of it. Yeah, bro, I spent, like, 200 bucks on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was an investment. I was investment, for sure. Yeah, I, I saw that on your Instagram story, and that, that did look sick. Yeah, that shit, yeah, that shit took a lot of blue. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. You staying productive, staying busy? Always, always. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the only way I can do it. I feel you. Um... So from the beginning, real quick, how old are you? Uh, 23. 23? Okay. 23 years of age, yeah. Nice. And then, were you born and raised here? Or? I was born in Virginia, had a pretty unique life. My dad was in the military, so I, like, I had the opportunity to travel around a lot as a kid. Um, I left Virginia in like first grade and moved to an island called Guam and like lived there for like four wow. years. Yeah, that shit was... Uh, that was definitely what made me like who I am today. Like that was a huge influence in my life. Uh, I got to like live amongst like the islanders and everything. And it's not like some remote shit. Like they don't have electricity or anything, but they definitely have like a very like simpler way of living. And uh, they don't have a lot to give, but they definitely give it to you because it's a tiny ass island, and they just realize you know life isn't as big as like we have to make it, and you can't really go anywhere. So you might as well have a good time where you're at. 
That's so, awesome. And uh, yeah, that shit was crazy. I, I lived there for four years, and I came back to the United States. I moved here in fifth grade, so I, I definitely say I was raised in Naples, but Guam kind of molded me a little bit and like helped me realize and like kind of like see through the shit that people always bitch about in Naples. I kind of like see through that at this point. That's awesome. Yeah. That's not like Hawaii, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like an eight hour flight away from Hawaii. Nice. Yeah, so okay. it's kind of close. Yeah, nice, definitely. Dude, it's, that's awesome. South America? South America? Uh, no, it's in it's in the Pacific Ocean, bro. It's oh, like shit. yeah, dude, it's a little tiny like three by twelve mile island, like super tiny. There was only like eighty thousand people living there, like wow. when, I, when I was living there, which is a lot, but still like compared to most places, like yeah. There's like that many people like living in like downtown Naples, like this like super yeah. like that. So. Wow. <laughs> So, so you, did you go to Naples High? Uh, no, I grew up out in the sticks, bro, out in the states. Okay. I fucking I rep for Golden Gate, even though nobody really be repping for Golden Gate, you know. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I went to Palmetto, Palmetto Ridge High School. Um, graduated in 2014, and uh, yeah, bro, I love living out there because people like don't fuck with you. Like you're in the city, you're throwing like a party or some shit, and like you have like five or six cars like parked on the grass, and like cops are like looking at you and shit. You're out where I live, bro, like a whole, like, mile-long street will be, like, fucking covered with, like, cars. And the only time, like, cops come is if, like, multiple people, like, make phone calls, like, in the surrounding area, which only happens when, like, people start fighting, which has happened, but it's cool until it gets to that point, you know? Yeah. Like, I try to keep good vibes. I just like partying and having a good time, so. For sure, yeah. Not all the people like to do that, though. They get aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Anything you want to add? Yeah, yeah. So, I already... Like, cause I don't know you super well, but I already feel like I know details about you just based on your songs. Cause yeah. you, you do like put very put, transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really dig that. Like you said, um, you say in one of your songs that you've been on both sides. Huh, yeah, like yeah. Bro, I feel like I'm living that song every day of my fucking life. That's yeah, you want to so touch on that a little bit? Like both um, sides. You mean like yeah. conservative and then yeah. So so the song that you're referring to is called Ivan the Hippie, which is on like my debut project, Ivan the Hippie, and um. It's basically about like this this weird niche that I've, that I've constantly like you know seen myself in. I was I was raised in a box, bro. Like I wasn't allowed to watch Courage Cowardly Dog, Ed and Eddie. Like I was so lucky that I got to watch like Billy Mandy and like the Grim Reaper and shit. Like that was borderline like yo know, like very like double type shit for my mom. And uh, so naturally like when I got to when I moved to Guam, you know like it's it's very simple that they only had like one kidnapping in the history of the whole island. So like you know like. I was very free to, like, do whatever the fuck I wanted there. You know, my, my, my mom would, like, leave me on the beach and stuff. And, like, you know, she would watch me about water. But, like, if she, like, didn't see me for a period of time, she really didn't get worried. Because, like, you can't go anywhere there. So, uh, when I moved back here, she definitely, like, kept me in this box and everything. My parents were conservative anyways. We had a property in Golden Gate City that my dad bought when he grew up here. Because my dad was born and raised here. Or not born and raised here, but raised here. He was from Mexico and everything. I'm Hispanic. A lot of people don't fucking know that. But, um, so... My parents are super conservative, and then I started, like, you know, having my own perspective, like, in high school and everything, and all of the people, not necessarily my parents were talking shit about, but they're like, yo, like, you know, you don't want to, like, be drinking beer a lot, you don't want to be smoking weed, like, this, this, and that, and I was like, you know, I was like, the, the cookie-cutter kid, I was like, you're, I'm never going to do that, mom, mama's boy type shit, and then I got to high school, and I was like, yo, this shit kind of twisted, because I started hanging out at the beach with my best friend, Billy, and, um... There was these drunks that I would hang out with, and hopefully they don't get offended when I say that, because that's just, like, how they are. They drink a lot, you know? And, um, you, they weren't anything what my parents described them as. Like, they, they, they definitely had a lot of love in them. And uh, the beach was kind of, like, their religion. Like, they would just watch that shit go down on a daily basis. And I kind of was, like, raised by these people from, like, high school. And uh, and I started, like, you know, seeing both sides. But but kept, like, very, like, big distance just because of, like, what my parents, like, you know, thought about all of the stuff that I was, like, looking at, you know? And I didn't start, like, dabbling and drinking. I started smoking weed first. I started smoking weed in, like, high school. 
But I didn't start drinking until like junior year in high school. Like that was like the first time I got drunk and like had a good time. Like the first time I got drunk, I had no fuck idea what I was doing. I was chasing like tequila with milk and shit because I was like, <laughs> I just didn't know. And then I was in church the next day, like hated my fucking life. But yeah, my parents definitely like raised me like conservative and just like growing up like in this area too. Like I've seen a lot of like conservative shit, but like I've also like, you know, tried to do something a little different in this area. Like I'm trying to like make music and shit. And like I've traveled like a lot and like, you know, I've experienced other places and, uh, I just constantly feel like I'm, I'm in the middle because, like, I hang out with people that do, like, very bad things. I wouldn't consider myself a bad person. And, like, I definitely, like, you know, want to try to, like, influence those people to do, like, better things. But, like, there's also, like, this part of me that, like, you know, like, I was I was at dinner at Coconut Point last night. Like, at, like, this, like, fine, like, Italian restaurant because it was my sister's birthday. And, like, and I thrive in those environments, too. Like, it doesn't fucking matter where I'm at. Like, I'm willing to, like, just be who the fuck I am, like, no matter where I'm at. And that's I'm in the middle, basically, in a nutshell. Hell, yeah, that's cool. And then you also said um, you were destined to be at least a master's degree yeah yeah so i went to college and shit i met someone who like was like yo you're happy as fuck when you make music and i was just like yeah you're right she was like why are you in school it's like because my parents you know like they i was living my parents dreams you know i was like trying to be the the kid that they wanted me to be and she like really empowered me i was like yo it's like really fucking foolish of you and like she checked me and i was like yo what you trying to say right now and uh i finished i got my two-year degree but uh i was definitely like on the track to like you know I don't know what I was going to do, but I definitely, I definitely have like the mental capacity to like, to like, you know, be good in school. Like school is a fucking joke to me. Like, like I was like, I never read a book, but like I would write like papers and like get A's on them just because like I would like read like one thing about like in this book and I would turn it into some like huge, like symbolic thing that I had to like write about and like make it really elaborate and like just bullshit my whole way through it. My teacher would be like, Ivan, this was amazing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't even crack open the book. I fucking like saw like one page of smart notes and just went with it. So like, I've, I've just like, I know that I have the capacity to do like really smart things, but someone kind of took me off that path. And that was like a whole other thing that I'm in the middle too. Cause like, I've had to like deal with my parents, like having to let go of the idea of me being like their ideal son that like they like, you know, packaged me to be and everything. And then got a tattoo on my face. My mom like, you know, stopped talking to me for a little bit after that. When did yeah, you get, yeah. when did you get that? Uh, that was like six, probably like six, six months ago, probably. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't tell them nothing, bro. Like the day I got it, I called her and I was like, yo, like, I just want to let you know that like, you're going to be mad at me. And she was like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm just going to walk in here and see it. So like, I walked in the house and like, she started crying, like went to her room. My dad like looked at me and he was like, you're a fucking idiot. And like went into his room too. My dad was kind of cool with it after a couple of days. My mom took a little bit. And, like, my parents, up until, like, a year ago, like, never really, like, supported what I was doing. They always saw it as, like, a nuisance and everything. And, like, this, like, last year, they really got behind me and, like, you know, really, like, had been, like, encouraging me to to just, you know, pursue my dreams because, like, they see what I'm doing. Like, they see, like, the impact I'm creating in, like, the area. And, and they probably see how happy you are. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, I used to be, like, very tormented, like, always angry as fuck at everything. And the more, like, I work through, like, my songs and, like, you know, become more disciplined with that, like, the more I become, like, a more balanced person because I discipline myself in my own life, too. And uh, I'm not as nearly as reckless as I used to be, so I definitely try to, like, take care of myself. Like, health is something that I preach a lot, even though, like, I need to take more care of myself than what I already do. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah, but you are working hard, though. Like, um, like that, that, like, boxed mentality that you were talking about, people see it to be like if you do these things you act these ways you're not gonna be successful you're not gonna work hard you're just gonna like fall off and like be nothing or whatever but like it, it does like everyone like a lot of people have that moment in their life where they realize like well you can do these things and also like be successful you yeah. can't you, you it doesn't mean like if you smoke weed you're gonna be a deadbeat or if you yeah. drink or whatever you're gonna be a deadbeat but as long as you're still and whether you're hustling towards a degree or you're hustling towards your passion or whatever you're hustling you yeah. know we see it, it all comes down it all comes down to focus at the end of the day you know 
And like I've been a stoner like in, in college and got A's, and like I've been a stoner like while making music, and I'm doing pretty good like for myself right now. But yeah, for sure. You want anything you want to throw in? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I can. What's up? When did you start music, by the way? Oh fuck, that's like I started writing like poetry in like eighth grade, like this little like fucking like memo book and everything. Got picked on for that shit. And then uh, it was in, like, ninth grade, I was on the school bus. Like, I used to do, like, fucking, like, basketball. And, like, in eighth grade, I got to, like, practice with the high school team over the summer because, like, they wanted me to be on the team shit. And uh, they would, like, freestyle and shit. And I was hella shy, so I never fucking participated in that. I still don't freestyle this day. I can't fucking do that shit. It takes too much, like, practice. And I'm not disciplined enough to do that shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, everybody was freestyling. And I just, like, saw, like, the creative freedom and, like, you know, like, how, how everybody was, like, ooh, like, everybody's trying to, like, one-up each other, you know? And uh, I got home that night, and there was a song with, like, Justin Timberlake and, like, Jamie Foxx that I, like, found on YouTube that had, like, a 16-bar gap for whatever reason. Ripped that shit off YouTube, put that shit on GarageBand on my mom's fucking mic, or on her Mac, and just recorded on the laptop mic, and that was when, like, I recorded, like, my first song ever. It was absolutely garbage, and it was all, like, about basketball and shit. (laughs) That's tight, though. It was hella trash, yeah. Yeah, no, but, yeah, that's that's basically how, like, I was like, man, like, I fuck with this shit. I definitely liked doing it. It was a hobby all throughout high school. Then I met Madison in college and got involved with her, and she like sm- snapped me the fuck off of my parents' path, and was like, "Yo, do what you gotta do to be happy, because that's what matters." Which is ironic, because she wasn't the happiest person. <laughs> wow. So, beside music and high school, did you have any other hobbies? Uh, okay. Yeah. Weird fucking fact that <clears throat> I definitely—it's not something that you can like flex about. I'm like, I guess, like, be like extremely proud of. But I was a really good fucking diver in high school, so like I was on like the swim team for four years, and I dove like off of a dive board and shit. And I almost went to college for that shit, but I passed that shit up because I was like, "Yo, happiness matters," and I don't want like diving to become a job, and that's why I ended up staying here. So, and everything just kind of like falls into place. I feel like you know, like I decided to stay and like not pursue. That was the first time that I decided not to do something that my parents wanted me to do. It was like you know, making the conscious decision to pass up like a scholarship to go to NYU. And to die for them and everything, I was like, nah, I'm gonna stay back because, like, that's not for me. Like, I definitely like want to like explore other things. And then I met someone else, and they were like, yo, make fucking music. Now I'm here. Wow, what a story, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, what a way. And and yeah, I, I love your music too. Like, uh, Thank you. he showed me your music, and Thank you. yeah, dude, like, dude, it's, awesome. it's getting better. This next project's fucking hard. <laughs> Hard shit. Do you produce? Like pop, pop stuff. I do not produce. I, I write to like beats and stuff that I find like online and everything. And I'm definitely a writer like at heart. And uh, I just recently got into like recording like, you know, other people and stuff. So like I'm a bit of like an engineer. I'm dabbling in that now, which is good because I'm trying to like escape like this fucking monotonous like life and everything. I'm just trying to like do my own thing, live in a van one day and just like chill. I'm definitely like when I say like I'm, I'm in the hippie like that's fucking me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that with your music because um I dig a lot of the local people around here and what they're doing, but and and a lot of times it's more of like 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 you dig their their beats or you dig how they can flow or whatever. But like um with your music, I really do enjoy your writing and the way you like rhyme certain things together and the things you rhyme about because um. I don't know why, like, I try to just, like, embrace what I like and whatever and not care what people think, but sometimes I don't like to tell people who my favorite artists are because, like, I really enjoy when people talk about, like, positivity and, like, whatever, because it helps me, you know? Like, because yeah. I've been in places where, like, you hear certain lyrics and you and you just, like, it really resonates with you. Some people see it as, like, cheesy or preachy or whatever when people rap about that kind of stuff, but, like, 
But um, no, like your song Deja Vu, bro. Like I was in a place in my life right then and I heard that and I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah. and you, a lot of your songs do that, I think. You do put a lot of like, you preach about positivity and like really like doing yourself and making the world a better place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely like, there's a message in like, in like all of my music, even like the, the not so serious ones. Like Deja Vu is definitely like, very lighthearted in the sense where it's kind of like you know like fuck you like i'm yeah. moving on you know but at the same time like there's a very serious message behind it because like you know like i can't write about things that i haven't experienced and like that was like something that i'm experiencing a lot now but like when i first started experiencing it, it was right after the fucking hurricane like i had like this fucking i had like this thing at the hurricane shelter with the girl and everything it was kind of cool and then like when the hurricane like stopped and like normal life started happening again it was like yo like her life was completely different and like I was kind of blinded at first I was just like very bitter about it I'm like yeah like fuck you like you're like ashamed to like be with me because like you're living like this type of life I'm like I don't fit in that thing you know mm-hmm. but uh I started doing like fucking good and then like she starts hitting me up again and I'm like hella fucking confused and like she may not have even been like hitting me up I'm like so I'm like yo like I'm trying to like be with you sort of since she might have just been like yo like I really want to be your friend because that's what she was saying but like my initial thoughts like yo like like fuck you like at the very like the very first time I was like, yo, like, I want to be, like, serious with you or, like, like just pursue something with you. You're like, nah. But now that, like, you see that I'm doing good and, like, things are, like, looking up for me. You're like, oh, hey, like, I'm still here. Like, let's be friends, blah, blah, blah. Let's hang out and smoke, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, you weren't trying to do that earlier. So. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, that's just, like, hella relatable, like, always, you know? So, like, that's why I like talking about shit that, like, people don't normally talk about. Like, I just recently, I don't think I'm ever going to release a song, but I, I put, like, a little clip out on it. And a lot of people, like, gave me feedback on it because they're like, yo, that's relatable. It's really fucking weird, though. But I was writing about how, like, I couldn't sleep. And people were like, yo, like, mm-hmm. that shit's fire. I'm just like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm just talking about how, like, I'm, like, popping my mom's melatonin and that shit's, like, not fucking working. So now I'm drinking NyQuil. Like, it's just like, <laughs> you know, like, like people have been there, though. Like, people, like, you know, they toss an entire and they do that shit. So, uh, there's definitely, like, no boundaries with what I talk about, but I definitely talk about, like, weird shit, but that's why, like, I kind of have a niche, and, like, people are a little intimidated by that, but it's cool. I'm cool with that. I like making people uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> and I can I can see the how you said you started with poetry in middle school. I can see that in, in your writing. Yeah, very it's cool. very, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I wear tie-dye. It's colorful, you know, like, this yeah, is how I write, for sure. so that's, like, me. Yeah, and then another thing is, um, we were kind of talking about it before we started recording, but your Instagram... Like, one thing I think you're doing very, very right, and then I think, like, a lot of people will need to catch on to if they aren't already, is that when you're, like, trying to build up any sort of artistic talent or whatever and gain supporters, you're building more of, like, a brand, you know? And that it's not just, like, you're making good music and people yeah. dig it. It's, like, people dig you, you know? People dig the whole thing yeah. that you're going yeah. through. And that's kind of what your Instagram is. I've been the hippie, like, your Instagram stories and stuff. People follow that. And they like the music, obviously, because that's what your main, like, talent yeah. is. But mm-hmm. they... they they subscribe to this whole brand, you know? Yeah. So, and that's definitely like, um, so like, I don't have like a lot of listeners, you know, like people be like posting that, like, that, like, uh, Spotify, like thing at the end of the year, like showing how many streams I get and everything. And like, my streams are like going up, like, thank God, like I feel so blessed. But, uh, like I don't have a lot of listeners, but like the people who do listen, um, and the ones that are like listening now that are like very new and like didn't know me before then, which are like not homies that like grew up in Naples with me and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, they, uh, they see what I, oftentimes they connect with me, like personally first, you know, like they hear the music, they're like, oh, that's cool, you know, then like they talk to me and then they listen to the music again, like after talking to me and then like I'll always get like this follow-up DM where they're like, yo, like, like, 
I was listening to your music before and like that was cool like that's why I followed you and then like I saw like how you're talking that's how like I ended up talking to you because like I really fucked with like what you were saying but then like I listened to your music again and it was like I was talking to you all over again and that's just like I'm like yes bro like like that's me like I don't believe in like this like stupid fucking facade where everybody's like talking about the same fucking shit like over and over and over again and like selling this fake ass message like I don't I'm not listening to like Waka Flocka, all right? But like, I know a couple years ago, like that motherfucker, and excuse me for being like passionate like this, but like, you know, like he, he's, he's up there like talking about like, you know, still shooting people and like this violence and like fucking all these bitches and like all of this other shit. And like, he's vegan now. He like has like a long-term girlfriend and everything. And like, and like, there's still like the same, like there's new kids listening to him and there's the same people that like grew up listening to him that are like still being sold like the same fucking message. And like, yo, like at the end of the day, like, they're probably worried about like missing out on the bag, you know, like they still want to get their bag and like, and like they're worried that like, yo, if I switch up, like I'm going to lose money. But like, yo, like that's not why you got involved with that shit, dude. Like I get it. Like you see it as a way to escape, you know, but like when you first, like before any of those people started making money, the first thing that they were able to escape from by making music was escaping life. You know what I mean? Not like escaping the shitty monotonous routine that they were in. They got to escape that shit for a moment, you know? Then they got, then they got the bag and then they started like, you know, they, I got to, they got to escape it like fully, like financially and all of that shit. Like they were free from it. But like, yo, like things, things change once you like jump levels of perception and everything. Like they probably like, you know, they were eating McDonald's and all of a sudden they're like going to the doctor because now they can like afford it and shit. The doctor's like, yo, like you probably shouldn't be eating that. Like, by the way, like meat's really bad for you. And like, I know they don't teach you that in school, but now that you got a lot of money and you're paying me a shit ton of money, like I'm going to let you know, like, you know, like you should probably stop eating it all together. You should be vegan, waka flocka. Totally like that, bro. Like I'm going to be vegan. But then like he goes in the studio and he's like, like he's talking about shooting and shit it's like bro like you haven't done that for years man like like you know switch up the message and like and like show the youth that like you know like like yes like that is a very relatable like subject because there's people that do live those sorts of lives like and for certain periods but like yo you need to let those people know that that's not forever because like you're letting some of those people know that like are stuck in your life or like where you were at that like yo like you're still doing that shit even though you're not and like i don't fuck with that whatsoever like and that's why that's why i feel like i definitely make people uncomfortable is because like i'm so like careless with like with like like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, I'll be me. And, like, if you don't fuck with it, like, that's cool, too. Like, I'm still gonna, like, fuck with you. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm gonna say what's up. Like, people who, are, who like, try to, like, avoid me, like, I go out of my way to, like, say what's up to them because I'm like, yo, like, like, stop being such a fucking blob. Like, let's be a real fucking person. Like, have a conversation, you know? Yeah. Like, when I see people, like, on Instagram, are like, yo, you're fucking ruining my day, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're just, like, bitching, you know, on, like, their story. I'm like, yo, like, you need to chill. And, like, you also need to realize that, like, you're, you're better than that. Like, people don't ruin my day. I let people ruin my day. And, like, when someone ruins my day, I'm giving them power over me that they shouldn't have, especially if it's a fucking stranger, you know? Like, we go through this monotonous life. We have, like, these, like, very brief encounters. And then, like, we take all this shit personally. We, like, internalize it. But, like, yo, like, what does that say about you? Like, if someone, like, kind of, like, snaps you at work or something, they're, like, or, like, they treat you disrespectfully. And they're, like, they're, like, yo, you're fucking stupid. And, like, you get so worked up about it that that ruins your fucking day. And you're literally proving their fucking point. Like, I hate to say it. But, like, you're literally saying, like, this person said I, that I'm stupid. I kind of relate to that in a level so much that it bothers me and that ruined my fucking day where it's like it's the logic should really be like you're saying I'm stupid but I know that I'm not so like I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge that this is like something that I don't like feeling but like I'm also gonna acknowledge that this doesn't hold any power over me because I know who I am inside 
And like, that's all that fucking matters. But like, it's so hard because we're conditioned with all of like this consumerism, like the same shit that I'm doing, bro. Like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm the evil entity that like, I'm trying to warn people about, you know, I'm begging people to invest in my brand. But like the reason why I do that is because like, I'm telling people like, yo, invest in me because like, I'm going to do great shit with the money that you fucking give me, bro. Like, I'm not going to fucking go out and buy a Bugatti. I'm still going to be driving the same fucking Honda Civic until that shit's fucking done, bro. And then when that shit's done, I'm buying a fucking van. I'm living in that shit forever, bro. Until that shit, the wheels fall off that bitch. Like, I don't want to live excessively. I want to make excessive amount of money so, like, I can show people how fucking stupid it is. Like, that shit is so fucking worthless. And, like, you see all these people, like, talking about the sunken place and all of that. Like, that's a real fucking place. But, like, that's your perception, bro. Like, I hang out in the sunken place all the fucking time, but I love it. I fucking, like, I love feeling, like, negative sometimes because, like, I would never know what it's like to be happy if I didn't feel negative. So, like, that sunken place, bro, that's a place to thrive. That's not a place to be like, oh, like, I have all this money and, like, people want to use me, so I'm going to go to this sunken place. I'm like, no, bro, like, let people use you for your money, but, like, be smart about it. Like, like fucking open up an animal shelter that's, like, not going to kill animals and then, like, fucking, like, help out people that are, like, actually trying to, like, do something with their lives. But, like, no matter what they do, like, like... People sometimes fall a victim to circumstances, you know, like, like Kim Kardashian is doing dope ass shit right now. Like she's releasing people from prison, you know, like that's like the best shit that I've ever seen this lady do, you know? And like, like we need more of that. Like those are the people that you need to be giving your fucking money. Not people that are like buying a fucking $50,000 chain that was made by like fucking like people in Africa that are like getting paid like minimum wage. Like, like we shouldn't be giving money to Apple. We shouldn't be giving money to fucking Nike. We should be giving money to companies that are like making their shit with like, looking at the bigger picture like they have to think about like yo i'm not gonna pay someone five cents to make a shoe that i'm gonna sell for a hundred dollars because like i don't these people don't need all this fucking money but like it's just greedy shit bro and like that's just like mm, that's shit that i'm really passionate about I'm, like i'm trying to change that shit like Preach. we really need to think about like the people that we're giving our fucking money to because those are the people that are controlling what we do we can say that we're above it we can say that like yo like i know it's there and like i see it and like i know what they're trying to do but i'm not letting them like no bro it's bullshit if you're fucking looking at that shit they're literally doing what you want them to do like they don't even want you to necessarily act on it they just want you to know that they're fucking there sometimes you know what i mean and then like that's how they get their your money at the end of the day because some of these companies just get your information and fucking sell it you know, like, they're not actually after your money. They're after, like, other companies that want to know about you so they can sell you the shit. Like, it's all fucking twisted and all fucking backwards. And it's just like, yo, like, question what you do. Like, that's all I fucking ask. Because, like, I question every fucking thing that I do. And if someone, like, calls me out on something, like, I, I'm very headstrong. But, like, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. And I'm willing to have a fucking conversation if someone's willing to listen. But, like, the moment people start screaming and, like, all of this, like, yo, threatening and, like, and, like, my ego and all of this stuff, like, I don't have time for that. I literally laugh at people like that and I walk away. Because, like, it's just like, yo, I'm so above that. I feel so detached from shit. But, like, it sounds sort of depressing in a way. But that's, like, the best way to fucking be, bro. Like, yeah. to, like, not expect anything. That we, like, if something bad happens, oh, I wasn't expecting anything bad, but something bad happened. Like, whatever. I can brush that off really easily. Because, like, it's not like, oh, something bad always fucking happens, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have a very refreshed and renewing personality. Like, no matter what the fuck happens, it just brushes off me. If something great happens, I'm like, oh, man, wasn't expecting something great. Now that something great happened, that doesn't mean I'm going to expect something else great to happen because like that may not fucking happen bro like people get lucky people fucking but like the people who get lucky like they worked to get themselves in that position not everybody gets lucky once they get to that position but there's people who fucking earn that spot and like they have the opportunity and they seize it and like it uplifts them and they never look back and like those are the people that you're trying to be like but those are the same people that are trying to show you their life in like the perfect way so you keep on giving them money and i'm like fuck that shit like, let's tell people that we're sad. Let's tell people that, like, I go on Instagram and I'm crying so I can be like, 
yo, like, I just want you to know that, like, I'm here with you. Like, those same fucking, like, shitty ass thoughts. There's some girls sometimes they'd be, like, messaging me and, like, it sounds so fucking cocky. I hate saying that, but they're like, oh, like, you probably get, like, hella girls, like, DMing you. And to me, it's like, yo, like, I look in the mirror and I see the same fucking ugly ass kid that, like, I saw, like, years ago. The only difference is, is that I value myself more. So, like, when I look in the mirror, I still, like, laugh at myself. I'm like, man, you're kind of fucking ugly. But, like, I'm like, man, like, you're ugly, but, like, yo, like, you're worth a lot more than, like, $15 an hour, which is, like, what I make at, like, my job or whatever, like, my day job. Or you're a lot more, you're worth a lot more than, like, you know, someone being mean to you, which is, like, why I don't get angry when, like, people are, like, mean to me anymore. Like, once you start finding value in yourself, you you look around and there's a shift in your life. And then you start seeing a bunch of reflections everywhere. Because then you start seeing people who are, like, wow, like, you look really good today. And then, like, that just affirms, like, you know, what you're thinking and, like, it becomes a habit. Everything we do is habitual in this life. And at the end of the day, if you're thinking the same shit, you're going to keep on thinking the same shit. But the moment you stop thinking and you change that way of thinking, you're able to recognize it more and more. And then you make that the habit, which is like what I've worked myself up to in the sense like this last like year and a half. My brain's unlocked and I rant a lot. So hell yeah, dude. That's what this is all about, dude. Uh, I love it. I go off. Well. <laughs> so what, um, what companies have you worked for as day jobs? Just out of curiosity. Okay, so like before, I was always just hippie, right? But I was a very fucking angry hippie up until February because I was fucking working at Bed Bath & Beyond for six years. I worked at that place since I was 16. I just quit last yeah. February. And uh, it's kind of crazy because like manifestations and everything, you talk about that like a year ago, I got transferred to the Coconut Point like location up in Estero from Maples and everything. And I was like, yo, this is my last year. This is my last year. And then uh, in January or November, October, something like terrible fucking happened to my car. Like this crazy situation, this dude like ended up short of my car because like I was taking out like his ex or whatever. And he was like majorly insecure or whatever. I was like, man, like I'm not going to be able to quit that bath and beyond. Then like I get a new car and you know, I'm still paying for that shit. It's whatever. And I'm at the bath and beyond one day and I got a check for my last car. Thank God. Because the dude like vandalized it to the point where it was totally got a little check for that. And I got this check and I'm like, really fucking angry one day and I'm just like man I have four grand sitting in my bank account like I could fucking sit on my ass for half a year and like never leave my fucking house and like I probably still have like a thousand dollars left in like half of a year you know like if I just live very minimally so I'm like man I'm really fucking sick of this place so like I turned a corner I was like I was so angry I'd never been this angry like in the longest time I like knocked over like this fucking like shelf with like product all over it probably damaged like two thousand dollars from the shit I walked out manager was trying to stop me and I'm like yo Fuck this place. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to come in tomorrow and I'm going to sign whatever the fuck I got to sign to like, you know, terminate this fucking shit and I'm fucking done. They call me the next day at like nine o'clock in the morning, four hours after I'm supposed to be there. Like, yo, where are you? I'm like, bro, what did I fucking say? Like, you know? And then, <laughs> bro, literally, like, I thought I was going to be freaking the fuck out because I'm like, yo, like, I don't have another job. Like, I'm trying to like, you know, pump as much money into this music shit and now I have to like take my savings and like, you know, like try to like sustain like, you know, life until I like, get another job and like, holy fuck, like, I worked my way up in this company and like how am I gonna make like more money? Like everywhere that I was going, they were like, oh, we just started off with like nine, ten dollars an hour. I'm like, that's great, bro, but like I'm not trying to work another fucking three years to make what I was just making. So like freaking the fuck out, I was thinking, but like in the grand scheme of things, bro, like I woke up the next day and I'm like, man, I'm not angry. Like I'm not getting off work and like coming home and like yelling at my parents and like, you know, like lashing out and like just becoming a victim of like my thoughts. And that's when, like, I realized, because, like, I always read about mindfulness, because, like, I had a boss at Beth and Beyond that, like, encouraged me to read and shit, because, like, he saw how I was a little different, like, in my way of thinking. And uh, I always read about mindfulness, but, like, once I quit Beth and Beyond, I was like, yo, like, I'm really able to control my thoughts, because I was just becoming a victim of a beast. Like, it was, it was so habitual to, like, get caught up in that work environment that I just couldn't not do it, no matter what. It was, like, crack to me, basically, in a sense. And then, like, once I quit, I was like, man, like, this is, like, rehab. I'm like, I'm fucking, like, 
at first I was like, well, this is really fucking weird because like I don't know, like I'm supposed to be angry at something, but I'm not. But then like it was just like, man, like now you can just be yourself. Like this is fucking dope. Then I went to this festival called Reggae Rise Up, and like I was dancing my ass off, you know, on some substances, you know, whatever. And uh, people, this dude came up to me like during like one of my favorite sets, and he, like he's like, yo, he's like. I was literally, bro, like, I wasn't in one spot. I'm on, like, this giant-ass park thing, right? I'm, like, running around, like, through the crowd. And, like, whenever there was, like, a little bit of an opening, I would stop for, like, 30 seconds and start dancing. This dude's watching me all the way from the fucking back. And he's, like, yo, like, he's, like, I could tell where you, like, stopped and, like, danced for 30 or 40 seconds because, like, the energy in the crowd from, like, where I was standing, like, moved. Like, people started moving a little bit more. And then, like, he's, like, I could tell when you were gone, though, because those people stopped moving. And then, like, I, I, I could tell when you stopped again because people would start moving, like, in random areas. And he's, like, I want to give you something. And I'm, like, tripping dick, bro. I'm, like, yo, like, I'm thinking this guy's, like, about to, like, pull out, like, $3 million, you know, because I'm just, like, I'm trying to appreciate everything, you know. I'm, like, very open to, like, loving and everything. I'm, like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. This dude pulls out this little tiny-ass robot pen. And he's, like, yo, I want to give this to you because you don't stop moving. Like, you're not human. And I was like my heart you know and and he was like he was like it's so crazy like you know like it's awesome how you can be yourself and like the whole festival i kept on getting that people were like man like it's just so cool how like you don't give a fuck that people are like making fun of you on their snapchats and shit i'm like yo like let them make fun of me i'm glad that they're they have something to laugh at you know like it's better than them fucking just staring at their goddamn phone the entire concert you know like they have something to, like videotape talk about with their friends later like that's fucking great and then people are like yo like it's just great how you can be you and i'm like yo like this is fucking easy like, I love reggae music. Like, this music, like, makes me feel good. It makes everybody feel good. So, like, how could you not feel good and, like, want to be yourself here, you know? So, like, that happened a month after I quit my job at Bed Bath & Beyond. And then I came back to the real world and I was just like, you know, like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going to be, like, how I was at that festival. And, like, that's when I started, like, hopping on my story and, like, started, like, dancing and shit. Like, bro, I'll be out in my front yard my fucking boxers. Like, my neighbors are fucking leaving, like, staring at me shit. and shit. <laughs> and I'm, like, fucking dancing, bro. Like, I'm literally just, like, getting into it. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. And, like, people, like, they resonate with that. They're like, yo, I love this shit. And I'm like, yo, like, you could do this. Like, I'm stuck in the same fucking monotonous position that you are. I work 40 hours a week, if not more, at Starbucks right now. Like, that's the company that I quit that after me on started working with. And, uh, like, I feel a lot more appreciated there. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like, I appreciate that I'm making money so, like, I can, like, you know, get the fuck out of here. But, like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here because, like, I can't do that shit. Like, yeah. if, if there, there's there's two options. I keep on working forward, grow, and, and notice that I'm growing on a daily basis and, like, over, like, you know, the years and everything. And, like, I just keep on getting better and I'm able to, like, quit this shitty monotonous life. Or I die because I don't want to be doing anything else. And if I can't do what I want to do, I'm just going to fucking live in a van. And once I run out of money, I'm going to run out of money. I'm just going to be a bum because like, you know, like I'm, I've seen through like this whole facade of like, you have to do X, Y, and Z to be happy to be successful. Like blah, 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 blah. Like you don't need any of that shit. Like I can be happy with nothing, like starving, dying, like dying and shit because like, why not? Like the life is beautiful because it ends. Like if we fucking live forever, bro, like that shit would be such bullshit. Like everybody would be fucking pissed, bro, because be like, yo, like, like it was great for like the first like fifty years or whatever. But now I'm like three hundred and fifty, and it's like, yo, I've done everything. Like, like when can I fucking die? You know? But like that's the beauty of this shit. You know? Like we're all gonna fucking die. And like I don't fucking know. I don't need to get like spiritual or anything. But like maybe we are like recreated in some way maybe there is nothing after this energy cannot be created nor destroyed like i'm gonna fucking die and become a flower like that's just like the beauty of this shit you know and uh right now like i'm a human being and like i'm able to like communicate on like a higher level and like you know try to be like an influence and like you know protect this thing that we live on and that's why i'm ivan the hippie hell yeah dude hell yeah. let me ask just out of curiosity because i work retail too what was it 
about Bed Bath and Beyond that was so miserable. Um, other than just the fact that it was a okay, so like you deal with like a lot of ungrateful people. Like Starbucks is really cool because like people get coffee and they're happy. I'm like, you know, not everybody's happy. Like I deal with shitty people still there, but like you know, like nine times out of ten, someone getting their coffee, like thank you, like I appreciate it. And Bed Bath and Beyond is like, yo, can I get a discount on this, a discount on that, and like, oh, this this was like sitting over here where it said it was this price, and I'm like, yo, like. Oh my god! Like you know, like you, you're trying to do your job. Like your company's trying to do one thing, you know, and then like the customers like saying another thing, and then like the company's like, "Yo, you need to like tell them no," but you can't tell them no more than once. And then like if you feel like you're about to tell them no a second time, you need to get a manager. And like I was like right underneath like being management, so like I was dealing with like every single problem at the registers, and I dealt with like that shit all the time. So like I would always deal with the scenario every fucking day. I'm not happy. I can't do that for you. I'm not happy. I was about to say it again. I had to get my manager. Explain the situation to my manager. I'm not happy. Well, you know, like he said, we can't do that for you. Okay, well, I'm not happy. Okay, Ivan, everything that you just said, you're a fucking idiot. Let's go ahead and give the customer what they want. And like, you know, it was just like this vicious cycle of like, yo, we're going to tell you to do one thing, but we're never going to fucking back you up on it. And then you're going to feel like shit because you're going to have to deal with every single shitty customer. And then I get to be their hero. So they're going to be happy with me. And then I'm going to walk away because I was their hero. But when you fix the mistake, they're going to be fucking pissed at you because you were the person that was trying not to give them the discount to begin with, you know? And then I was like, yo, fuck this shit. I need to get off the sales floor and like go back to receiving same fucking like political system type shit back there bro they were like working me to fucking death my shoulders felt like they were gonna fall off they weren't like trying to give me more money there's people that were older than me that were like transferring in from other stores that were i was in charge of that were making four dollars an hour more than me and like we're not allowed to talk about that shit or we're gonna get fired so like that's the fucking shit that i don't like there's good companies out there bro like i'm glad that i can go to starbucks and tell like people what i make because like i make more than what the regular managers make starting off because of the experience that i have which gives someone something to work off of they're like hey like i've been i because bro since i've been there i kind of like switched the energy of the place because that's just how i am at this point in my life like i'm just like you're like wherever the fuck i am i'm gonna have a good time because like why the fuck not like yeah. enjoy the fucking journey not the end result because if you get Attached to the end result, you'll never make it. Contrary, while you're enjoying the journey, you're never going to be satisfied with the end result because you're enjoying the journey so much, so you're just going to keep on going. So in the end, you never are going to be satisfied with the end result. Like That's just a fucking way of life. And the moment you accept that, you're a lot better off because then you're not attached to it. And then you can be happy where you're fucking at. You can live in the fucking moment. Someone can say that you're making them angry, but you can be like, yo, I love you. And like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds yeah. so fucked up. People are like, yo, like, like I get some people sometimes that are like, yo, like, I love my, I'll be like on my story, like, I love myself, blah, blah, blah. And people like message me, they're like, yo, bro, like, you're talking about like this ego thing, but like, you're, you're like full of yourself, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a difference between like someone like, you know, being like, yo, fuck you. Like you're moving through their, your ego and like all the shit that you say is bullshit though. And I'll tell you why. Cause like I have two ways to react. I could be like, yo fuck you, you're fucking wrong because that's truly moving through my ego. Like that would be me being attached to like whatever I'm saying. But because I'm not attached to whatever I'm saying because my ego isn't there, I can reflect to that person and say like, I see what you're saying, but like what I'm simply doing is trying to tell people that if you adopt this way of thinking of like talking shit, but not necessarily like always being attached to it and then like not fighting for all of the things that you talk about, but choosing when to fight and like consciously choosing when to fight and like using your words wisely and like not becoming a victim of the way that we're trained to like, you know, deal with things that we're not comfortable with. Like, oh, get that out of the way. Or like, you know, like censor it, I'm triggered. Or like, yo, I'm gonna lash out in violence because like, I feel cornered. Like, like, yo, abandon all of that shit. Like if someone has a problem with like what you're saying, it's because like they have a problem with it. 
It's not because you do. Because like you're just saying whatever the fuck you have to say. There are things that people say that are super fucked up. I say fucked up shit too. Like everybody fucking does it. But like once you start realizing that like it could be anyone. It could literally be anyone that's saying like that super fucked up shit. Because like people become a victim of their circumstances. Like you know. You, once you realize that like I'm everybody. It sounds so crazy. But like you're literally everybody. Because like you could be anybody bro. Like I didn't choose to come out of my fucking mom's vagina. Like that's really blunt. Like the way to say that, you know. But like, bro, like I didn't fucking know what the fuck I was doing. Like I would, I used to be a fucking sperm cell. Like we all used to be fucking sperm cells. Let's just, you know, let's just get that out of the way. And like the whole racism shit, like that's all you have to dumb it down to, bro. Like racism, sexism, bro. I don't care what you are because like when we started this journey, like whenever we were born, we were we were a fucking sperm cell, and like you know we were swimming and we swam faster than all the other ones, and that's why we're fucking here right now. You know, when you dumb it down like that low, it just makes you question, like, why are we so, like, angry and hateful and, like, bullshit? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, people can, like, look at what I'm saying and be like, yo, like, I feel what you're saying. Or, like, no, nah, that's bullshit. But, like, yo, like, if I'm making you feel some type of way, like, that's cool, bro. Like, that's how you're supposed to do this shit. You're not supposed to take it at face value. You're supposed to, like, question everything. That way you can, you know, become your own person and, like, find your own way of reasoning and, like, learn what works for you, bro. Like, I, I talk about what works for me and people, like, ask me for advice sometimes. I'm like, yo, like, I'm telling you, like, what I do. But, like, what I really need you to do is, like, do what I'm telling you to do and figure out what doesn't fucking work. What doesn't fucking work, you forget that I said that. What does work, you adopt that and you keep on doing it because that's what I do. When people try to tell me shit and, like, when people tell me like shit repeatedly that I know like I'm not going to do because I listened to someone once and it didn't work out like then you don't fucking do it again because you know it doesn't fucking work out for you but like I can't tell people like how to do what I do because like on a daily basis I'm making adjustments because I'm different on a daily basis just like everyone else on this fucking planet like people are just really good at bullshitting shit like that's all it is like we're all bullshitting we're all trying to like sell this thing so like we can thrive but like there's reasons for this stuff like you know like i make people feel uncomfortable because like i make people have to deal with like real shit i'm not here to be like oh i'm here to make you feel comfortable so slide me 20 bucks like i'm like here like yo like let's talk about like how you fucking feel and then like give me like a buck 50 so like i can buy food you know like i don't give a fuck about the money like i just i just want realness because like that's like all the society tells us not to do is to be fake and it's just like normal Yeah, dude. How do you feel like, because uh, your big, one of your biggest outlets is social media. Yeah. How do you feel that that contributes to the fakeness? Because I feel like social media is like, there's, it's so hard, because I think it's a powerful tool. Yeah, you know? very Don't powerful. But I think Evil that, and good. but it's so easy to go into some avenue of like, portraying your life is like, only post the most beautiful parts of your life and the most like, great things you do, just to, like, make this page of like, awesomeness but it, it is important to be real because anyone who looks at you especially if you're a figure of like any sort of influence yeah everyone who wants to be like you is gonna see like oh their life is always peachy all the time yeah. they're all so great doing and that's things. something that's like something like that has been happening a lot like people are like man like you don't really post like your bad days like that that often and like the reason for that is because like since february i haven't been having too many bad days you know but, like, when I do have a bad day, I make it a fucking point, bro. The other day, like, I don't even remember what the fuck I was doing, but I was crying for whatever reason. And I literally, like, went on social media. I was like, I just want to show you, like, I just got great news the other day. I'm like, nah, I'm fucking crying. And, like, I just want you to know that, like, you know, like, people who fucking are making millions of dollars are dealing with the same fucking shit. You know what I mean? And, like, they just don't want to show you this because they're afraid, like, you're not going to give them their money. But, like, that's the reason why you shouldn't give them their money. Like, people who cry, like, you should give them your fucking money because, like, yo, like, they're being fucking real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's someone that, like, I would trust a little bit more. Like, you shouldn't trust the person that's, like, always happy. 
You know what I mean? Like there are people who are happier than others because like they have a different quality of life and like, you know, they appreciate different things. But like if someone is happier and, and, and they're more happier than you and you notice it, like don't fucking compare yourself to that and like don't fucking like beat yourself up over it. But like you should also question like, like why are you comparing yourself to that person's journey? You know what I mean? Because, like, you're your own person. Like, everyone's fucking different. They tell you that from the beginning. And then, like, we grow up and we're like, yo, that's fucking bullshit. Like, everybody should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. But, like, you're like, in the grand scheme of things, that's not possible. You know what I mean? That's what, that all goes back to, like, doing the shit that works for you. Like, you gotta do the shit that works for you. Because, like, if you keep on doing the shit that doesn't work for you, it's never gonna fucking work out. But, like, if something starts working for you, keep on doing it. And then, like, if that stops working, you tweak it a little bit. And then if that starts working a little bit more, you keep on doing it. It's just constant adjustment, staying on your toes, being in the present. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, like, the people who are successful, too, like, they have these keys inside of them. But, like, a lot of people that I meet that are, like, on my level of understanding nine times out of ten, like, they just haven't done, like, the reading side of it. So, like, they just know, like, what works for them and, like, they, like, you know, manifest, like, everything for themselves. But, like, they don't necessarily, like, know, like, what they're doing. Like, what the whole manifestation, like, the whole, I don't even know, like, the whole astrology thing that, like, goes all, along with all of this shit. Because, like, I've been talking to some people who are just, like, yo, like, this, this, and this is going to start happening to you because I looked at your chart and I'm like, okay, you're full of shit. And then like two or three weeks later, like that shit starts happening. And I'm like, yo, like you're fucking crazy. I'm like, yo, I need to keep on talking to you because like, you're telling me good shit. But uh, there's definitely like, there's people who just like, you know, ignorantly like attract things. And that's why like you have like the people who who eventually like start attracting things to their ego. You know, like like Waka Flocka. He just doesn't want to like go to the back. But it's like, yo, bro, you can do it without a couple thousand. You know, it's like, <laughs> I need that shit. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, so finish your cereal tour. That was the name of the tour you just. The finish. It was the finish your breakfast tour. Yeah. Finish your breakfast. Yeah, tour. it's fucking funny too, cause like you ask Ali if he eats cereal, and he'll tell you he does not fucking eat cereal. So like, I don't know why they called it that tour. That's what they called it. He's like, yo, I eat chicken for breakfast, and I'm like, that's cool, bro. I've never experienced that, cause I'm vegetarian, but it's cool. But yeah, that, that was, dude, going out of state. Definitely really cool. And, like, the fact that I didn't have to spend any money. Because, like, most of the time, especially when you're at, like, my level to where, like, you may be able to bring, like, 10 people to, like, a crowd, like, in your own state. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're far away from your hometown, you know. Or, you know. So, like, you have to, like, pay to be a part of this shit. It's, like, $100 a show or, like, 200 bucks a show. Like, I've met people who've done this. I've done this myself. But this time, they were like, yo, all you got to do is pay for your food. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go do this shit. They're like, yeah, we're going to put you up in a hotel. I'm like that's cool. I was ready to sleep in the van. Like, let's do this shit, you know? And, uh, so like that was just, you know, not having expectations and going into it, you know, it wasn't like the best tour of my fucking life, nor will it be the best tour. Cause I'm gonna have more than that. But, uh, it, it was just, it was the best tour in the sense of, I got to like actually go somewhere fucking far away. Like we literally had to fucking leave Nashville uh, or not Nashville, we had to leave Orlando at a certain time so we could make it to the next show, like, on time, you know? Like, when I'm going from, like, Tampa to Orlando, like, I have, like, 18 hours to fuck around, you know what I mean? Before, like, I have to, okay, we're two hours away, we should probably, like, leave now, you know? But, like, it was like, yo, the show's over, we gotta drive so we can, like, think about sleeping for maybe three or four hours, and then, like, we gotta play the next show. And I was like, man, like, I wanna fucking do this shit for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> like, dude, I was like, I was in people's, like, other people's bathroom, like, brushing my teeth, like, using their fucking toothpaste, my little tribal toothbrush. I'm like, man, like, I'd be fucking finally sleeping on the floor. And, like, if people were just feeding me, like, I could do this shit. And, like, it's just, it's very refreshing to, like, you know, know that I'm, I'm a little bit closer, you know? 
because oh, yeah. a couple years ago I was having to pay to be a part of that shit, and like now it's like I'm not having to pay. So like the next step naturally is to be paid. You yeah, know? and then mm-hmm. and then I get to like you know start doing really fun shit when I do that. Oh yeah, it's only a matter of time, bro. Yeah, manifestations. Yes, sir. Um. So fuck, what was I gonna say about that tour? How was the crowds like in other states and shit? So Orlando was pretty good, like because I know people in Orlando. I played a lot up there, so like mm-hmm. I got to see a, a couple of people that have been coming to my bigger shows there. But like seeing me headline like my own show was all like, and um, then Nashville was the next day. That show was like hella whack, but that was because the NFL draft was like going on in Nashville. So like in the same oh, fucking city. Wow. I'm not even kidding, bro. Like you leave the venue, you walk down a block, and the NFL draft is like literally fucking happening, like in downtown Nashville. <laughs> Craziest fucking thing, like like no noise, and then all of a sudden you walk down a block, and there's like eighty fucking thousand people, all of them are fucking trash, like wearing like NFL memorabilia, and like you're like yo, like the NFL like has like a lot of fucking power, like that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, not a lot of people were like yo, I want to go see a rap show, especially like full of people that I don't really know, so. That show was, like, whatever. But then we had a show in Knoxville, which was, like, a festival full of all of, like, the collectives. I went on tour with a entertainment company called Rent Stew. And uh, in Nashville, they had, like, a couple entertainment companies that, you know, got in on that show. A couple from, like, South Carolina, Georgia, like, just surrounding states. So we pulled a bunch of, like, smaller artists together in the hopes that we could, like, pull, like, a big show, like, in general. And that shit worked out really well. And, like, I actually got to, like, interact with people. Like, a couple people, like, still listen to me now. Like, I, I would go, like, my Spotify analytics. And it's not, like, a big fucking... It's not a big thing right now, you know? But, like, there's, like, three or four people right now listening to me in Nashville. And, like, seven or eight listening to me in Knoxville. And, like, maybe one day I'm going to go back and that's going to be, like, two or three hundred. Just because of, like, that simple, like, you know, introduction. Mm-hmm. But, like, that would never have been, like, a thing if I wouldn't have left the state. So, you know? And the grand, th- and the grand scheme of things, very small growth, like, came out of the tour. But in my head, like... I would have never had an opportunity to grow like like that in the first place if I wouldn't have done something like that. So, and that's the whole like not having expectations. You just go into it with no expectations. You get yeah. one follower. I'm grateful. Like fuck, I just want someone to like you say like, hey, you're dope, and that's cool. Plus the personal growth that goes in with that, like you going on tour out of state and stuff. Like you grow not only yeah. like because you you sent some embers out there in different yeah. states. Like those and there's people there's people that like go on tours too. Like I talk about this with my friends sometimes. Cause like yo, like you have more experience than us. And I'm always like nah, like. It's not really like that. Like, I just, like, I'm just bullshitting my way through this like you are. But, there, but like, you know, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, yo, like, I'm going to go on a tour and, like, someone's going to be bitching about something, you know? And I'm going to be like, huh, your world is so small. You know what I mean? Like, I, like you should just be happy that you're here. But that's because, like, I've been here before, you know? And I've been in the position where it's like, yo, like, man, like, I'm just grateful that, like, all I have to pay for is my food. Like, bro, I came back from that tour and I lost, like, 50 bucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I come back from, like, every other tour that I ever came back from. I already was in the whole like 300 bucks just from paying like to be a part of it. Like not even putting myself up in a hotel, paying for my transportation, a photographer, and then like my food. And then sometimes a photographer's food because, you know, I wasn't always like, now like it's cool because I have people that like are like, yo, like you have enough attention around you that like I just want to like take pictures of you because like I know people will follow me. Like that's fucking dope. I really fucking appreciate that shit because like before man, everything I was paying for it. And like people are always like, yo, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, yeah, you just gotta be fucking crazy because like I've probably made like since turning eighteen a good hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, and not all of it has gone to music. Like, don't get me wrong, I definitely spent money on stupid shit like weed for a better part of like the beginning of my career. But like now more than ever, bro, I'm dumping like fifteen, twenty grand into this shit, and like that's crazy. But like that's in the hopes that like one day 
instead of like I'm not worried about a two hundred dollar like making two hundred dollars off of like one show. I'm worried about like having a fifty date tour booked where I'm making two hundred dollars a night and where I can like do that like by myself with a manager. So like we can just like save up a little bit of bread, make some more music videos, do another fucking tour, and then make four or five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like, in the grand scheme of things, if I'm getting one show and they're like, yo, we're going to pay you 100 bucks, that's cool, but I'm going to invest in that right away. Like, I'm not trying to save no bag, like, unless, like, I know that that bag's coming to me, like, 50, 60, 70 times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's the shit where, you know, like, you're never going to go back to working at Starbucks when you just know that, like, you're making something and people are just going to wait. Like, they're going to wait for you to make it and then they're going to consume it when you make it because, like, they fuck with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the difference between, like clout and like having like a fan base that just fucks with you for the rest of your life you know i'd be so fine with having fucking 40 or even twenty thousand fans like my whole entire life than having like 600 300 or like even like a million followers you know that like come and go throughout my whole entire lifetime just because like i was like the cool like little pump like you know whatever like that facade you know like i got a tattoo on my face but that's because like yo my body's a canvas like i'm gonna be covered in tattoos you know for sure like he turned that shit to a product i'm doing the same fucking thing like, yo, I'm a lot cooler than that. Like, <laughs> I fucking cry and shit. I'm not just like in my fucking mansion shooting a gun. Like, For sure, I dude. think that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. And then uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, I just wanted to ask you about any like stories from tours and shows you've done in general, but also you opened for Xavier Wolf, right? Yeah. How was that? That was awesome, bro. Um, That shit, I opened up for Xavier. That was the second time I opened up for him. Literally like a year before then, I did the same thing, opened up for him at the same venue. And, uh, so that was really fucking interesting and like fucking dope. That was probably like one of the first times I had like a really like vivid moment of reflection where like, yo, like you played here exactly a year ago. A lot of the same people that like bought the tickets like that, like a year ago were there again, you know? And like hearing their feedback was like, that's how I know like I'm doing something right. Cause they were just like, yo, like we saw you last year and like, you know, like we remember you, but like, dude, we're never going to fucking forget you. And, um, the, the energy, bro, is just a lot different. I got up there, and the first thing, like, after the first song, when I usually get, I have, like, a little ritual when I go to, like, these bigger shows. I like to get on the stage, sit down in front of the crowd, and, like, kind of, like, get into, like, a meditation, like, like pose, you know, and just, like, look at everybody, like, be eye level with them. Because, like, you know, like, like that's how I feel. Like, I'm not above them. Like, you know, I'm up there because, like, I worked my way here. But, like, you can do the same fucking thing. You just got to kill your fucking ego and, like, love this shit. But, like, you know, I'm, like, making eye contact with all of them. Like, that's my ritual. And uh, so then... The show starts and I'm like doing my first song and they're like, yo, like you look like you're homeless, but you're actually really dope at fucking rapping. So then like they start getting into it and I see that, like, you know, I see people like, yo, like he's actually good. Once I see that, I'm like, something came over me this last one and I was just like, yo, I need your fucking energy. And I, I was just like, I was screaming that shit, bro. And then like by the end of it, like there's people moshing, like I was running like from side to side on the stage and everything. Like my voice was cracking. It sounded like I was going through puberty and like. It was so funny, too, because, like, I couldn't be anything but myself, bro. Like, by my last song, like, my voice was cracking so much, and I was like, Orlando, that was crazy. I just went through puberty up here. And, like, they start <laughs> laughing, and I'm like, I have hair down here. Like, I'm pointing, like, down, like, fucking by my dick and shit. <laughs> and, like, I'm just like, yo, like, that is such a weird fucking thing to say, you know? Like, who the fuck says that? <laughs> but, like, yo, people were like, people were like, yo, bro, you went through puberty up there. Like, we were there with you. You know what I mean? And, like, like, they connected with it because, like, yo, I'm not trying to be like, yo, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you know, I'm not just trying to, like, empower you. Like, I'm here to tell you, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but you can fucking be you and be weird, too, because, like, that's the way that you fucking do it, you know? 
everybody tries to like mimic someone, but like do that shit yourself, bro. Like I tried to mimic artists for the longest time and like now it's like beautiful because like I hear one song and I hear like a certain artist that I like, but then like I write another song like a couple weeks later because like my life is just a little bit different. And I'm like, damn, like that totally doesn't have like a Skizzy Mars vibe. Like that has like a lot more like an Xavier Wolf like aggressive vibe. Could never sound anything like him, you know what I mean? So like I'm kind of reaching when I say that, but like there's different tones of like different, you know, music that you make. And like, that's the beauty of the shit, you know? Like people stick to the same shit over and over again because they make the bag and I'm like, yo, you're killing yourself over this shit, bro. Like you can just be you, you know? And like, you know, maybe not make as much of a bag, but like happiness, bro. Like all of these artists that are fucking dying recently, like at least not a, a, as a victim of violence, but it plays into that too. Like, you know, you become a product of a record label and they don't give a fuck about you, bro. Like if record labels truly gave a fuck about like, you know, the artists that they have, Mac Miller would still be alive. And so a little peep because they'd be looking at them being like, yo, like you're making really great music right now. And like you're selling yourself to like a whole bunch of people, but like you're not healthy. And like, you know, we have this contract with you and like, we really appreciate like, this business thing we got going on, but like you need to be okay because like at the end of the day, I'm not trying to like hand a royalty check to your family, but like they don't give a fuck about that because while they're handing the royalty check to their family, they're, ki- they're getting a royalty check themselves. And they're like, yo, if you die, like your streaming numbers are going to quadruple, especially if you're, like, a superstar, you know what I mean? And then, like, you know, you talk about people being legends and stuff, like Mac Miller and, like, Little Peep and all that, and, and, and Nipsey Hussle and, like, all of this other shit. And it's just, like, yo, like, these people, like, are only, like, infamous, you know, because they didn't get to, like, live out the rest of their lives, you know? Like, Aretha, Aretha Franklin is a fucking goddess, like, of, like, her genre and everything. She lived a full fucking life, and when she died, people were not devastated. Her, like, streaming numbers may have, like, gone up a lot because she did die, but, like, it wasn't anything crazy, yo. She was just fucking old and, like, fucking died, you know? Like, peacefully passed. It wasn't, like, Michael Jackson, like, dying off the bottom and, like, you know, like, these, like, tragic circumstances and controversy and, like, and, like streaming numbers quadrupling and like the fucking family like making like an extra hundred million dollars like in a year like normally than like what they would but like yo like like stop like caring about that stuff like we're people you know like like we get stuck in places and like sometimes we can't get out especially like if we're in a position to where like we can afford the things that like we have problems with you know what i mean like mac miller little people both of them like they could afford any drug they fucking wanted all it took was like it, it should have taken you know was someone from the record label being like yo like we're going to stop this tour. We're going to check you into fucking rehab because yeah. you got a contract with us and like, this is unethical. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, it's crazy as it said, like people were like, yo, like the government shouldn't be involved with shit like that. But like, yo, like when people die, like, like I get that it was his own conscious decision, but there is no documentation like with any of those record labels that show like, hey, like we tried to address this problem with him. I guarantee it. And like someone needs to be held responsible for that because like, yo, like at the end of the day, like with people and like, the, unless you want to like kill yourself for like a very extended period of time at the end of the day, we just want to fucking live. And like live to see the next day, but like be happy while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how. Like we don't know how to do it. But like once you figure it out, it's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. On a little bit of lighter note. Yeah. Because yeah. I am we wondering. Can get light. <laughs> we can get light. Because I have been Very wondering. Because your music. I just have a lot of shit to say because like for the longest time I I don't get a voice like in the city. I feel like so. Yeah, and it's so I appreciate you guys. And stuff like that you. needs to be it. said. Like you, you always say, curate sleeps on you or something like that. I try to do curate fucking sleeps on me. I got beef with Malik. Like I'm not. <laughs> I got a piece out on my face, so like beef is a very light word in my fucking world. But like, yo, curate like. Where you at? Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> I had fucking like 150 people tag me when I fucking dropped my album, and like they like shared like you know like the one story post that I had like tagged them in. But it's like, yo, like when, like when like someone does that and like you have 150 people from like the local community like tagging like a blog like that, like why wouldn't you cover it? You know what I mean? Like if you came out with an article, that would automatically get engagement. Yeah. But like, you know, 
I've accepted the fact that I make people feel uncomfortable. So, like, I'm kind of like an outcast here, but I love it. It's my niche. Yeah, and, like, um, I, tr- I always try to share the people that I really dig from around here. I try to, like, share on Instagram or, like, via, like, personal <laughs> connect. I'll try to personally tell someone, like, hey, yeah. just check this person out. Or when I'm there in my car, they'll hear me listen to it and they'll be like, who is this? But, um... A lot of them just kind of like go over their head. I'll, I'll tell them like, oh, this is a local guy, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I've noticed that with you, like anytime I play, I'm playing you or like I share it, send it to someone or whatever, your name will like, I don't know if it's just because you're memorable or something or your energy or whatever, but like people will remember you. Like I, I know multiple people who I remember telling them like, you should check out this Ivan the Hippie or like I'll send, send them the link whenever you drop your project. I'm like, check this out. This is really good. And then they'll like they'll remember it and they've been listening to it i'm like oh shit that's yeah. cool you know because like usually you try to share the stuff and you hope that someone will like latch yeah, on to it too yeah. but usually they won't they'll just kind of like be like oh that's pretty cool mm-hmm. but no i think you are memorable i think like, i don't know if it's your whole brand and like your whole energy and vision you've got yeah. but i think you're memorable i can accept that yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that i have like trouble accepting but like yeah like i can definitely agree with that uh but that's just like i'm very different you know like i don't know a lot of people like Bro, like, this next music shit that I'm dropping is, like, so, like, on, like, point with, like, who I am. That is just, like, it's so crazy. Like, I don't know anybody that's talking about, like, hey, the sun came out. I let it hit my face. You know, like, people are talking, like, taking bottles to the face or, like, facial, like, joints and stuff. But, like, literally, like, I'm just talking about, like, the way, like, this earth makes me feel and, like, everything. And, like, it's, like, very pure, like, happiness. It's not, like, happiness that you chase for. It's happiness that you find within you. And I think when people, like, realize that, like, that's the message that I'm, like, trying to get at, like, across, like, all spectrums of, like, you know, moods and, like, styles of my own music, they, they, they're, like, okay, like, I, I may not, like, relate to this in the sense of, like, yo, I'm trying to, like, hike 12 miles. Like, I have a hippie trying to hike 12 miles. But, like, yo, like, I definitely, like love being in my car and like i feel free and like like people like you know have car hobbies and like you know they can relate because it's like you're like i'm not doing something that's conventional but i love doing it you know what i mean and like people like see me and they're like you know i'm i'm i hate saying that i get idolized but people idolize like what i do you know because like what i'm doing is like cool or whatever but like you're like there's not many people doing what I do and, like, are fucking living off of it. You know what I mean? Like, those people are very fucking lucky. But, like, those people are there because they live, eat, and breathe this shit. You know what I mean? So, like, what I am doing is rare to me because there aren't people who are willing to, like, like die for this shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, I think it's fucking incredible when I meet someone. And it doesn't mean, like, they're what they do is, like, less important than what I do. But when someone's like, yo, like, I, like, write code for, like, computers and, like, fix viruses, and I love that shit. Like, my sister's boyfriend, like, works for, like, Arpex and, like, does, like, this, like, graphic stuff, and, like, he, like, he literally is, like, making, like, these, like, animated videos of, like, like how, like, the, the fucking parts that they put in people's bodies, like, work and everything. But, like, bro, he's eating that shit up. Like, he fucking loves it, you know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Like, when someone like that, you know what I mean? Like, like they're truly doing something that people are just, like, don't normally, like, go out of their way to, like, do and be passionate about. Like, that's when I'm, like, man, like, like, you're fucking, you're rare. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's trying to be, like, what I want to be. Like, everybody's trying to be center of attention, like, rapper type shit, you know? But, like, like when you have, like, a janitor that just, like, accepts, like, you know, like, that's that's your fucking life. But, like, I had a janitor in fucking kindergarten that, like, would buy me, like, coats and, like, and, like you know, like, like fucking, like, fences and shit. And, like, I fucking remember her, bro. I don't remember her name, really, but, but she fucking impacted me because she was so selfless. And, like, you know, like, that's a shitty-ass job. Like, you're supposed to fucking hate your life. Like, you're fucking cleaning up after, like, these ungrateful-ass kids and, like, they're all fucking immature and, like their worlds are like so fucking small it's all about them and everything but like man like she just like tried to make a difference in her own little tiny world i'm like 
those are the people we need to fucking salute. Like, yeah. You know I mean? Like, those are the people we need to have on, like, a podcast like this. You know? <laughs> That's what we're like, saying. Because, like, like, yo, like, like, there's something to be said about not having a lot and being happy. It's easy to be happy and to have a lot. It's also easy to complain when you have a lot, too. But, like, when you don't know what it is to have a lot and you're just forced to, like, live with what you have and you learn to, like, be happy with it, like, that's wealth beyond any sort of dollars. Like, if you can be happy and be poor, then you can be happy and be rich. But you can also, like, lose all of that and still be okay. You know what I mean? Because in the grand scheme of things, bro, like, if you're not okay, you're just going to die. Like, you know? Like, like we focus on this money. Like, it's, like, our lives and everything. Because, like, if we run out of money and, like, there's no one here to take care of us, we die. Like, that's why we're so, like, attached to this shit. But, like, why should that be so scary? That's what, I, that's what I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people die all the fucking time. Like a lot of someone probably just died right now. Like while we're talking, like, like, like you know, like it's so fucking common. Like it shouldn't be scary. Like we should we shouldn't like be like okay, I'm gonna go jump in front of a truck now because like I've said like yo like why should we be afraid of dying? But like yo like like yo you have this fucking life and like like you need to fucking live it. Like little B, bro. Like I understand why people fuck with little B because like, he comes over like McElroy's album and he's like, that's your life. Go live it. And, like, yo, like, you're on a rap song and like, you can't take that motherfucker seriously, bro. Because, like, he doesn't make no sense. But, like, bro, that makes fucking sense. He's like, that's your life. Go live it. Like, that's your world. Go get it. Like, bro, this is my world. You guys are living it. These are your worlds. I'm living in it right now. You know what I mean? Like, when shit comes together and it jives. And, like, that's how it's supposed to fucking be. Like, you know? Stop putting up these fucking walls. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, one thing. I actually got off on a tangent. Yeah, but I was going to ask cool. you. Um... Who are you, like, who do you fuck with? Who are your, like, major, like, musical influences hmm, okay. right now or of all time? All time? I, I, he's still not dead yet, so, like, I'm not, like, the fully reincarnated version yet, but, like, he's definitely giving me energy on a daily basis. I am the pre-reincarnated Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I fucking, that man should not be fucking alive. And, uh... <laughs> He is a huge inspiration. Like, that man spit some fucking flows over, like, some guitar riffs and, like, some fucking, like, bass that, like, Flea was fucking playing, bro. I saw them at Lollapalooza a couple years ago, dude. Lost all of my weed before their set and was fucking devastated. And then ended up, like, not giving a fuck. Because, like, bro, you want to talk about religious... Like, I've, I've never been to a church where everybody, like, knows the fucking word. Like, they're not even, like... There's no words on the fucking screen, bro. Like, they're literally, like, when they're playing Under the Bridge, dude... It sounded like there was a choir, bro, but it's like, it's hundreds of thousands of people in Grant Park in Chicago, you know? Huge, 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 huge inspiration. Beach Boys, bro. I fuck with the Beach Boys, man. Brian Wilson, Mike Love, those people were fucking geniuses. Brian Wilson might have lost his mind at this point, but that's okay. Like, sometimes you lose yourself in all of this shit. Gucci Man tells you not to get lost in the sauce. That's important too, bro. <laughs> but like, yeah, so like, those are like, like really weird influences that people don't normally like know about. Like Bradley, Sublime, like reggae music. Like people, people make that connection because like I talk about like peaceful stuff, you know, like I fucking love reggae music. But like hip hop, I came up like in a weird, like, like I was introduced to g Easy in ninth grade. And like, I saw him at the local 662 in St. Pete with like 150 people. And then, like, the next year I saw him at tour, on tour, he brought this guy named Skizzy Mars with him. And this other dude named K.I.D., who eventually became Kyle. Like, Super Duper Kyle. The dude who wrote, like, that other song with Lil Yachty. I spy with my yeah, yeah, yeah. I met, like, all of them. <laughs> like, I met them, bro, when there was, like, bro. Bro. There was this one girl at the fucking first show that I went to when I saw G-Eazy. Like, and, and, you know, like, 
levels of perception there's levels of this shit she wasn't in the grand scheme of things like a dime at the end of the day you know but like she was like giving Gigi this attention you know i know for a fucking fact Gigi wouldn't even fucking blink at this girl if it was like present day you know but like man like Gigi was eating that shit up he was like you know like yo let's go like i'm trying to talk to you you know and like i was like damn like this rapper's getting blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> then i see him like four or five years later at the same time that i see uh the red hot chili peppers at Lollapalooza and a crowd with fifty thousand people and i'm like I'm like, holy fuck, dude. He took that, the moment he put on that leather fucking jacket and like switched up his brand, because that's what he did when he started like becoming established. He had like that whole like old school, like greaser aesthetic vibe. The moment he did that, bro, he took that shit and ran and he did not fucking look back. Kyle, bro, Kyle was a lot different. Like when I fucking met Kyle, bro, I went to go dap him up. He's like, nah, bro. He's like, I do hugs. And I'm like, yo, I fucks with you. Like when I met Jeezy, he was like, yo, what's up? Thank you for listening to my music. My name's Gerald, like, you know, just trying to keep that persona. But Kyle's brand was, like, very him. And, and it's not to say that GEZ isn't like that. Like, maybe that's just, like, his life. You know, he's a shy dude. He talks about that in interviews. But, like, Kyle, bro, he was all about, like, just vibes. Like, you know, like, like making people feel good. And, like, you see that in his music. He likes to dance on stage. He actually, like, does, like, choreograph and stuff like that. Which is why, like, they took two different paths. But, like, for me, which is why, like, I affirm that, like, I'm doing something right. I've been shown so many formulas from, like, nothing to like everything. There's another artist that I've never even seen live. His name is, uh, he's gone by so many names. Deep Pride, Russell, um, uh, what the fuck, uh, Prizzy. He just went by Pride at one point. Like a whole bunch of different names. He's from Brampton, uh, Canada. And he used to do like this comedy shit on YouTube, like before he even started getting serious with music. He's been trying for like the past 10 fucking years, bro. And like he just started like making music to where like he's like, yo, he's like living in an apartment like on his own. He's like, you know, like able to like make like music videos with budgets and shit. And I'm just like, you fucking go, bro. But that's just like another thing. It's like, yo, like, like no matter what, dude, like you just got to keep on fucking going because like that's what I saw, bro. I just saw these mother, like G Easy, beautiful looking guy. Kyle, not so much. Fucking Skizzy Mars, not so much. You don't fucking need to be gorgeous today, like, to make it. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, you had, like, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe or whatever. Like, you know, like, just gorgeous, like, glorified, like, oh, they're so beautiful. Like, Farrah Foster's hair is worth, like, a million dollars. Like, all this shit, you know? You don't need that anymore, bro. You need a good fucking brand. Kyle's brand was Smile. His first fucking album that he ever dropped was all about Smile. G-Eazy, Lady Killers, Leather Jackets, like, fucking, like, crazy stuff. Mod Sun. Hippie ass motherfucker has a to do list on here. Like he says, like he has a to do list on his leg. It says, wake up, drink water, um, answer a question, question and answer. Like that's that's like a to do list. And like right here, right here it says, happy to be here. You know what I mean? But like that's his fucking brand. You know what I mean? Skizzy Mars, penthouse music, talking about like talking to these like social socialite like people, even though like he's like from like fucking Harlem and like was like raised in like you know, like the slums, but like he got to like live with these bougie ass people because like he was popular with these white kids that were like going to all these private schools. And like when he got out of his public school, he'd go fucking meet up with them. And then eventually he got a scholarship and started living with them. And that became his life. So like, yeah, he came up like super fucking like poor and like not having a lot of shit. But then like all of a sudden, like he was getting into like all these clubs and like, that's the shit that he's talking about. And like his brand was a fucking penthouse. You know what I mean? It doesn't take the perfect looking person. It takes the perfect looking person with a brand that aligns with what they look like. And like that's where that's your bread and butter. Like you take the shit and you run. But that all comes down to who you are. So like if you don't know who you are, like that's the first fucking step. Because I was making music for a long time, just trying to maybe people like trying to sound like this, trying to sound like that, and like looking for like you know a certain reaction. But like the moment I was like, yo, like I like this shit, and like this makes me feel good. Like that's when people like really were like, yo, like 
I hear what you're saying. You know, they're not like, oh, that song sounds dope. That shit sounds hard. I don't want people to say my shit sounds hard. I want them to be like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, dude, a catchy hook is just a catchy hook. You know what I mean? But if you can read the message that is inside the catchy hook or like the messages that are in between the catchy hooks, like in Deja Vu, you know what I mean? It's a very lighthearted, like, fuck you type song. But like at the end of the day, that song's saying like, yo, like, you didn't give me the time of day in the past. I'm like, now I'm going to love myself. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to like, you know, do better for myself. And like, literally I talk about like, you know, we're uh, right in and right in. We're at different bars. Like this girl is at a bar, like partying, while I'm like at home trying to make the music that she's listening to, like at the fucking bar. But we're at two different bars because I'm right in the bars and she's drinking, you know. So it's just like there's levels of the shit. But uh, dude, yeah, I'm I've spaced out just now because that happens a lot too. But fuck my brain. <laughs> That's a good answer. Hell yeah. Dude. Did you have another question? Um, I ha- I have a couple more. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude. We've been going for about an hour and ten minutes. Do you one thing we always do? Do you have any like local businesses you want to shout out? We always like try to shout out just like local places we go to. Um, Kava Culture and Ivan the Hippie. That's about it. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. All right, what you got? And, like the people that fucking play at Kava Culture, like show them some love too if you go there. Like Casey Parks, Nudes, like all those fucking people. Every Some-Dyers, Thursday. Like, if there's people that are willing to just go out there and like play every fucking week in the hopes that they get like one or two extra followers at this point because everybody that goes is just the same fucking people with the selection of like maybe like 20 new people a week like those people like need the support because these people are like actually putting in the work to get what they want yeah so what's your like what's your biggest uh, personal accomplishment so far um it's I'm just in to, your eyes or something you can look back on okay like, that's so like this like just recently happened and like so manifestations and all that i just recently got booked to open up for monson which is like this hippie dude like this like a fucking killer ass show for me because like his fan base is my market because like he's a hippie dude and uh two years ago two fucking years ago 2017 i i, I didn't think about this till the other day when i was like sending another email but I was going through my emails and I typed in his manager's email. And two years ago, I fucking messaged his manager and I'm like, yo, you don't know who I am. I'm just letting you know my name's Ivan Magania and I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm speaking into existence right now. I will share a stage with your artist and he's going to notice me and my life will change after that. You know what I mean? And uh, a year ago, I got booked to open up for Monson and I was like, dude, it's going to fucking happen. You know, like this is it, you know? And uh, the last leg of his tour got canceled, and I was devastated. I had 50 yeah. tickets, bro. I was ready to sell all those motherfuckers. I was ready to fucking buy out the rest of the fucking tickets, even if I didn't sell them, because like I was like, yo, this is it. Like I'm quitting my job after this shit, you know? And uh, it didn't happen. And I was like, yo, like I'm not gonna. I was devastated for like two or three days, but I was like, man, I was looking at the tickets one day, getting ready to throw them out, and I was like, I'm not throwing these motherfuckers out because this is gonna happen again. I was like, I was like, if I throw these away, like I'm giving up on this. Like I'm, I, they've been on my desk for like the past year. And uh, I've been opening up at the same venue, Back Booth, which I've been doing for like two years now. And uh, the promoter messaged me the other day while I was at work. And he's like, yo, he's like, do you want to open up for Chris Webby, um, another artist, another artist, or Monson and Kasky? And like, I'm in the fucking back. I started screaming, bro. I'm like, fucking, I literally called that dude. I'm like, Monson, Monson, and uh, yeah, Monson. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I'm going through my email the other day. And I see that shit. I'm just like, man, like, you know, uh, Speaking things into existence is is not to be taken fucking lightly. And uh, if you're not making manifestations like happen, it's because like you're just talking about them. Like a lot of people just saying like, oh, I can think about it and like be positive all the time. And like, you know, like, like 
my life can be complete shit, but as long as I'm happy and like positive, like no, people's lives can be shitty, bro. And like if you don't do something to like adjust the shittiness of your fucking life, it's never gonna get fucking better. You know what I mean? Like it can be rainbows and butterflies in your fucking head, but if like twenty fucking people look at your life and like yo, it's shitty, your life's probably shitty. Like you should do something to adjust that, you know? But uh so that's something that like I'm really fucking proud of. And like on top of that, like I'm already proud of the fucking people that are following me from that show because like it's already happened, you know? Uh, and I'm excited to fucking kill that shit, but like I already know that I did kill that shit. And I'm excited that the show didn't happen last year because I didn't have music that was like more geared towards their audience and more aligned with who I am. It was more like the facade shit that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So like everything's perfect timing, but everything's already happened at the same time. So, like, there's nothing to be attached to, but everything's going to be great. Oh, yeah. So, when is that? When is that? That's June 2nd in, like, two or three weeks. Where? where? Orlando at Sound Bar. It's, uh, it used to be a venue called Back Booth, and I'm just excited. That show is for sure going to sell the fuck out, so, like, I'm just excited to go up there and uh, fucking dance for 400 people that are there to see one hippie, and, you know, just coincidentally, they're going to get two. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah and i'm gonna go up there bro i'm smart bro like i already know i'm gonna go up there and i'm gonna be like yo my son's my dad <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, yeah he doesn't know it yet like that dude's my dad and like i need you guys to like re like reconnect me with him so like tag him and like the hopes is that enough people tag him to where like he just knows that i exist you know and then like we'll see where we go from there but uh yeah my son's gonna know who i am after this that's for sure yo uh, hell yeah man yeah I believe it. He's going to. Hell yeah. All right. That's awesome. Since we're at the last stretch of this talk, one thing I ask everyone, and it's okay if you don't have an answer, I ask everyone I do. if they have ghost stories or any sort of like, any sort of like crazy, unexplainable things that have happened to them. I don't have any ghost stories. Okay. I am like so analytical to the point where like I won't stop thinking about something until I make some sense of it. So like I don't have an answer like that, but I do have something that's really crazy because like yeah, i'll yeah. fight with like i'll fight with my best friend's mom over this and i have because i experienced this shit and she didn't and she's never experienced this so she really can't have an opinion on this but the first time i was 18 I took a five-year break from tripping on acid and i tripped like the month that i quit my job at the bathroom it was a huge shift in my life and like i feel like i'm in control of my mind finally which do your fucking research don't just like listen to what i'm fucking saying because that's just not for everyone because i'm about to explain why five years ago Senior in high school, I took that shit. Worst motherfucking time of my life, bro. I was on the beach, I saw this green flash, it was beautiful, and then all of a sudden I turned around and everybody's head was the fucking same and they were all fucking looking at me. And I'm like, yo, get me the fuck off this beach. But like, I couldn't go home because like, yo, my parents would be like, yo, you're tripping dick. Like, we're gonna fucking like, you know, ground you or whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I still realize like, if I go home, I'm gonna be dead too. So I'm like, man, I guess I'm just gonna die out here on this beach. Everyone that talked to me the whole entire night, like, I don't remember a lot, you know, it's all, like, very vague, but everyone that I fucking talked to that night told me that they were God. But contrary to me being terrified that everybody that came into contact with me tell, told me that they were God, they also told me that I was God and that I was them. So, like, religion, I believe all religions are true, but, like, my interpretation of religion at this point is, like, yo, like, Christianity, when they talk about, like, God and everything, we're all that. Like, we're that collective consciousness. We created this thing because we're all energy. But, like, Jesus coming back and, like, the end, the rapture and all that, that's, like, us, like, as a human entity, as, like, energy, like, ceasing to coexist. So, like, everything is happening perfectly right now, which is why, like, we're able to exist. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like there's cells in our body that are doing like the job that they're supposed to do. When like the cells in our bodies stop working, we fucking die. When everybody in the world like stops coexisting, start like nuking the shit out of each other, like that's the fucking rapture. But at the same time, I think we could also work our way to a rapture where it's like everybody just like loves each other so much that like we just form into one thing and just like Star Trek type shit. Just like boot me up, Scotty, I'm ready. Like you're gone. You know, we just like exist like as light because that's what we are. And we use our shit for good powers. Like we're all light at the end of the day. Some people just don't like using it. Yeah. That's my weird shit. <laughs> that's crazy alright you got anything else you want to add before we wrap it up um, I just want to ask have you ever done any other psychedelics like shrooms shrooms yes I like acid but like I've been reintroduced into shrooms too psychedelics are merely a reflection so like when when you trip and like something's bothering you like that's something that's wrong with you like on the inside like when you have a good trip it means that you're like really well balanced and like you're like doing things that are like really right and uh, those are medicines that are not to be abused. Like, I've definitely, like, abused them before. But, like, now, like, I definitely, uh, I use them to basically indicate, like, how I'm doing, like, in my own life. Yeah. And, like, I have fun yeah. when I do do them. But uh, but now, more th- more so than ever, uh, if I feel something that, like, isn't right, like, when I'm tripping, I definitely, like, question it a lot, like, when I'm not tripping. Because it's probably something that's fucking with me that I'm suppressing. Which, like, it took me a long time to realize that, but, like, everybody telling me that they were God and all that other shit was, like, it was me suppressing, like, myself, like, you know, like, like, accepting the fact that, like, I think I'm a great person at this point, but, like, five years ago, I, like, had none of that shit, like, I wasn't confident or any of that, but, like, it was me, like, suppressing it, like, I wanted to accept who I was, but I was so afraid to because of, like, the power that I thought that, like, you know, people are afraid to fail, you know? I was, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm afraid to succeed because I know that, like, if I work long enough at this shit, just like anybody else, you will succeed. And, like, that's what I'm afraid Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, yeah, fuck. I just want to say you're a fucking smart dude with a lot going for you. Yeah, something like so that. Just keep, so just keep <laughs> keep on doing what you're doing, dude, please. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know, but, yeah, you do have, like, a fan base behind what yeah. you're doing I've and had, who you are. Yeah, so I've like, had really good conversations with people. So Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that guy up there. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, that's my brother. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's told me some things, so I know I just got to keep on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> are you well, one thing I will ask before we wrap it up are you I mean this might be like still up in the air for you as far as a decision but are you like is your goal to get signed never never, never. okay because we a lot of people we've had he, had to, had he didn't have a choice Dominic didn't have a choice he needed to because he had to like take care of his family and shit my family's good so like I'm just gonna change all of this shit like I'm gonna I definitely just want want people to know like oh like these record labels don't give a fuck about their artists and like the record labels that do those are the ones you give your money to because there are good record labels out there, but like 90 times, 90, nine times out of 10, like they're just trying to squeeze money out of the bag. And like that's capitalism. And like that's not what art is because art used to be a very poor thing. Hell yeah, man. We, we, there were a lot of gems in this talk. Man. <laughs> I usually look for things to quote, but like, bro, there's so much I can quote in this conversation. But if it's you're, if, yeah, if you're sleeping on Ivan the Hippie, you need to wake the fuck up because for, really? for like for real, like you do really make good music, and I know it's just the beginning. Uh, like because your catalog, as far as like what you have released on all the major platforms, is pretty small still. But dude, it's I, I know it's, it's about twenty more songs that came from for this year. So hell yeah, it's man! I can't wait. Yet. And you said you got music videos. You're planning to drop? Yeah, doing three music videos, probably four or five over the next like two or three months, and then I'm gonna release three like once a week, and uh, see where that shit goes from there. Merch coming soon. Yes. A whole bunch of other shit coming soon. So. Hell yeah, bro. 
I'm oh, tired. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, but dude, like, like you said, it's good to be busy. Yeah. If that's your only complaint, that's a good complaint. Yeah, I'm loving my... So, um, if you have not heard of Ivan the Hippie, he is at Ivan, Ivan the Hippie on uh, Instagram. He has music available on most platforms, right? All platforms. All platforms. All you platforms. can listen to him. He's got some really good songs out there, and he's got a lot more coming. And um, if you are in this area or the Orlando, Tampa area, June 2nd is is going to be a crazy show. If I got off work, I'm going to try to be there. I'm going to fade off of the planet. I'll see suits this for a moment. All right. All right, this has been episode 10. Thank you all for listening. We're still just starting out, but we appreciate everyone who's listening thus far. And this has been a great talk, man. Thank sure, you for coming thank out. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For real. All right. Until next time, take uh, hit him with the outro, Biscuit. Toasty. <laughs>